stumble if you go on down to verse 13 of the same passage. Romans 14, verse 13, it says, Therefore, let us not judge another anymore. I mean, maybe we were doing that, but we not anymore, okay? But rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. Let us not judge one another, not put a stumbling block, not to cause someone to fall um, as a brother. All right. Let's go on to the next passage. And this one, the fourth uh, passage is brotherly love should continue. I'll tell you what. This is, I go, I have never preached on this verse. What's the verse? There it did it again. I'm doing something that does that. There it is, Hebrews 13. Uh, yeah, that's right, Hebrews 13, 1. That's, that's right, Hebrews 13. I think Hebrews is in this Bible. Oh, there it is, all right. I was worried there for a minute. 13, 1, Hebrews 13, 1. Four words in this verse. You know, you know that verse, Jesus wept, that's two words. So, so if you're memorizing Bible verses, this is a good one because it's only four words. But the, this is a doozy. Let brotherly love continue. That's the whole verse. So what does that tell us? Yeah, we're getting along pretty good now. And, and I can see this in my relationship with Ryan. Right. Ryan goes this way and I go this way just by our personalities, but we keep working at it and we to continue to work together in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's been, it's been good for both of us. And we say that to each other, all right? It's been, it's been a good experience of two of us walking the same road for a while. All right. Let brotherly love continue. The fifth passage, love all the brethren. Do I have to? By the way, all the brethren is also called, also known as the brotherhood. And the reason the brethren used the word brotherhood is yes, indeedy, it's in the Bible, and that's why they use the word. And some of the translations don't even use the word brotherhood in this, but the, it's backed up by what's in the original language and original Greek, brotherhood. And this, and this is where we find it. First Peter. Keep, keep, uh, Keep working there. First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two. All right. And verse 17. Pretty uh, basic. I'm gonna put go ahead and put that up there. 
honor all people. Now, the word people doesn't, uh, is not in the Greek. It says honor all. Honor everybody is really what the Greek says. Love, love the brotherhood. Have a, an affection toward the gemeinde that you're connected to. It's okay to love your church and the pe- especially the people of your church. And then to love all the brethren, all of them. Isn't that a novel thought? Uh, the rest of the verse says, fear God, honor the king. Yeah, who, regardless of who's elected, you know, we got a king that's not getting reelected. All right. And uh, let's go on to the next one. The sixth passage, we must lay our lives down for the brethren. Oh my, yikes. Really? 1 John chapter 3. Find that. These last couple are in 1 John and then we're done with the, uh, the passages and the message. I got a few closing remarks then. Uh, 1 John chapter 3, uh, verse 10. 310. It says, uh, yes. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. You can really see it. The children of God, the children of the devil. All right. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Now, righteousness is what? Is how in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ, from that, the anointing of the Holy Spirit really is what that is, that you relate to others out of your heart to others. That's righteousness. Nor is he who does not love his brother. His brother. Let me read that again. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Don't love your brother? Yeah, well, you've got a problem. For this is a message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Yeah, Jesus said that. Not as Cain, you remember Cain and Abel? Not as Cain who was the wicked one, of the wicked one, and murdered. What is murder? Murder is when you just, I just wish they didn't exist. And then you do something to fulfill that. By the way, if you ever get to the point that I wish they just didn't exist, you've already got murder in your heart. Did you know that? He murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Evil works is what? Is for your own self-aggrandizement. Oh, look at me. Look what I got. I'm so good. You know, that, that is not good. Anybody does that, it's not good. Okay? It, that touches the things of deepest dark, darkness. So, all sin is selfish and all selfishness is sin. All right? And that's, and that's who Cain was. Okay? And his brother was not that. Verse 13, do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know 
that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. So if, if God, by the Holy Spirit, inspires us to love the person that's not particularly lovable, but we treat them, we treat them with love. He who does not have love, uh, who does not love his br- brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Yikes, friends. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's love. By this we know, by this we know love, and this is how love is, is proven or shown. By this we know love because he, that's Jesus, laid down his life for us. He had the kind of love that laid down his life for us. And we ought, we ought, we really should, we ought, also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Uh, By the way, that's a novel thought for some people. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? You say, yeah, you have the love of God, but you know, you're not going to help. You're not going to help somebody in the Gemeinde. Somebody in the Gemeinde really needs help and, and we can't do anything. Hmm. Here's, here's the real, oops. Yikes. I'm glad this goes backwards. We also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And uh, what Jesus did was say, We all had a death sentence. In essence, Jesus said to the Father, here, take me instead. Follow Jesus' example. Now that can be physical death, dying. You know, can you see yourself dying for someone else? For another Christian in their place. And if not a physical death, can you... I mean, there's a zillion ways you can lay down your life for others. Take their, take their suffering somehow, take their, what they're going through, help, uh, help alleviate what they're going through. That's laying down your life, all right? All right. Loving God as our brothers, uh, loving God and our brothers are tied together. You got loving God and loving our brothers. Those two are tied together and you can't get them apart. Okay, and let's go to the passage that talks about that, which is 1 John chapter 4 and uh, verse 19. 1 John chapter 4, 19. We love him because he first loved us. It's not because I love Jesus first. Jesus loved me first. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, 
How can he love God who he has not seen? Duh. <laughs> you know, I, maybe John would have said duh, but, you know, Sandy, that, Sandy says duh. <laughs> you know, it, that's sort of an obvious one. And this commandment we have from him, from the Lord Jesus, that he who loves God must, must love his brother also. Loving your brother, loving God, the two are tied together. Closing thoughts. I don't, know if, I don't know if I ever have closing thoughts. I am fascinated when we got this uh, cross out of the hallway. Under this uh, pedestal, we found some transparencies. The one says, Gemeinschaft, and the other one says, Community. And they were under, so when we lifted this up, that's what was under it. I am fascinated by that. I, there's more to the story, <laughs> than, more to the story than I know, all right? So why have I taken the time for these heritage and, and uh, focus on heritage and not everybody is really hep on heritage? I needed to do it. Dear friends, I'm struggling with some things and I'm, I'm saying this now so that you know to pray for me, okay? You already know to pray for Ryan. He's working on sermons into February, March, and April. April. <laughs> the congregation that he's going to serve starting the beginning of January wants to know all of his sermons. <laughs> and I looked at him and I go, yeah, sort of, sort of puts it to you, doesn't it, Ryan? He goes, <laughs> uh, he says, well, you know, had I known that, I'm not sure I would. They told me after the vote that this is what, this was part of the deal. And I go, yeah. Like, there is always a surprise. <laughs> well, the thing that I'm wrestling with, in some regards, I have to be careful how I say this because I I really don't want to get out of bounds. When I was ordained, they said, can you wholeheartedly support the Church of the Brethren in your ministry? And I said yes. And back in 1975, 1976, actually with a pre-ordination interview, I said, but if the Brethren ever ordain um, the uh, homosexuals, male or female, or if they ever ordain, or uh, if, the, if the ordained ministers ever do same gender marriages, I'm gone. That, so I'm on record as having said that. And that's where my heart, and, and that is a thing in some regards, regulates my sense of calling unto the brethren, okay? So we're seeing uh, across the nation among, among the, 
Gemeinschaft. Is it a Gemeinschaft? For crying out loud. We're seeing ministers everywhere, uh, brethren ministers doing this stuff. And even though technically annual conferences says it's inappropriate and it's not right, people are just going pell-mell and doing it. The Elizabethtown Church of the Brethren Pastor did a same-gender thing just real recently with impunity and no reaction, at least not that I have heard of. And other churches in in our district. Well, so back back in the, the third weekend of October, Karen and I go down to Woodstock, West Virginia. Woodstock, Virginia, which is right near West Virginia. Um, and we and we are there for the launching of a new denomination called uh, the Covenant Brethren Church. Um, I am not a member. I have not said that I will be a member. If I were not a pastor, I would join in a heartbeat. You need to hear that. Why don't I? Because it's a calling over my life that has been present with this congregation. If I didn't care about you people and love you people, I'm saying I'd be gone. And I would yield up my church of the brethren ordination. So I go, Lord, what a predicament. Now, so I could just, so, so to join the covenant brethren I would, I would have to resign more than just Conewago ministry. I would have to resign my ordination among the brethren, the Church of the Brethren, okay? Then I would be at liberty to join the Covenant Brethren, which I really like, all right? It's, it's an expression of something that I have longed for my whole life, uh, what's what's expressed? Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. They are people. <laughs> but I'm sort of done with annual conference. So much heartbreak over annual conference. And so and so I'm looking at that. Well, maybe I need to. <laughs> how many times have I retired? At least three, maybe four. I'm unretired, unretired, and unretired, okay. Um, well, so you connect that to Conewago congregation as a congregation, okay. And you guys need to recognize fully with Pastor Ryan's resignation to take full-time ministry and receiving a calling from East Fairview Church of the Brethren that that makes this congregation transitional. That way, we're between this and that. Okay, the end date for him is December 31st. He's, he's committed here till December 31st. 
and then he starts East Fairview. So I look at this, so I am, and I'm saying this out loud before I make a decision, but I have some conversations with district leadership on this. I am letting you know ahead of time so you can be praying for me. And number two, I am subscribing your uh, sense of understanding. All right, what? Well, you know, Sandy, he's sort of whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Huh. Um, so would it be good for me to say, uh, like, the first, and this may happen, to say, all right, December 1st or thereabout to say, all right, I'm resigning my pastoral ministry here too so that this congregation will then be at full liberty to either find, to either find a half-time person, presumably way younger than 70, <laughs> which would probably be a good idea, or to, fight, or to renegotiate, which I would be open to, if I can work out, I got too many things in my head right now, um, renegotiate and, and sort of find somebody else to replace Ryan, but to allow you as a congregation to make that decision we want one half-time person or we want two quarter-time persons, okay? But that, you should have the liberty to make that decision with no interference from me. You need to know that. Now, so, so in the meantime, and I do back-channel stuff all the time. I'm, I'm always talking to somebody behind the scenes. In the meantime, what I am likely to do, and, what, and some others are sort of encouraging me to go ahead, Sandy, you're already known as a troublemaker. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> and I go, yikes. But by the way, you need to know that at the district levels, there are a bunch of people that sort of sees me as a, as a troublemaker. And, and when they got to the district budget this year, guess who's, whose name come up? Sandy's name come up. Because I said, the way you guys figure budget, you guys ought to abandon it. <laughs> well, they may be closer than ever before to abandoning the way they do their budget. I think it's stupid. All right. But I told them so. I didn't beat around the bush. Well, so here's what I am likely to do. Is to go to the district leaders and say, would you afford me dual ordination association where I can have ordination in two different denominations where I could be a full-fledged member of the Covenant Brethren and still be ordained Church of the Brethren. Would, would the district board allow them? And the district board is the one that has the power to decide that. Okay, And I, and I got some indication that the answer would probably be no. But I'm not afraid to ask. And, and it's, it's trying to relate to my brothers and sisters in Christ at the district level in an open and forthright manner. And I think that's partly what love is. All right. 
And whether or not they will see it that way, I don't know. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the things I'm wrestling in my heart. Don't think for a minute that um, I'm just sort of throwing in the towel for whatever reason. I'm, listen, I stayed at one church 25 years in Ohio. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> and then they, when I told them I was resigning, they laughed because they didn't believe me. Yeah. And, and I stayed at Coventry 14 years. I'm not a guy that jumps in and jumps out. Okay. For me, I am delighted that Ryan, Pastor Ryan, is leaving signature staffing career behind and moving into full-time gospel ministry. I am delighted. All right. And because and he's the kind of guys we need in ministry. And God bless him, you know, and I'm hoping you're praying for, for him on that, all right? And, and, and it's not, you know, maybe it was a surprise to you, but it was no surprise to me, you know, young guy like that. Really, not as, you know, uh, all kinds of energy. I kept looking at him, I go, I wish I had that kind of energy. Now he, listen, and I don't know that I'm talking out of school here. There, were, there was a period of time, Mike was aware of part of it, where, where Ryan was at wit's end. This was way back before the, the COVID-19 thing ever showed up. Ryan is running a multi-million dollar staffing business with over between eight and 900 people that he, that he was in charge of, all right? Plus, he's quarter time at Conewago. Plus, at that time, he was taking full-time college courses Plus, he has a wife, and plus, he has two kids, and one night, he was so panicked by the whole thing, I think, I think his final exams for the part of it was like the next day or so, but he called me, and said, I don't know if I can take this. <laughs> I, got, I felt so bad for him. So I'm glad he's out from under that, and, and he is now... Uh, in a brand new approach to life than trying to run a multi-million dollar business for his mom. Hallelujah. You know, that, that could be exciting, but hey, there's things in the gospels more exciting than running a multi-million dollar business. All right. Uh, so pray for him, pray for me. Listen. I say with a twinkle in my eye, you see the twinkle in my eye? That's that little twinkle up there. <laughs> Time and again, when people, oh, help me say it, Lord. Time and again, when the churches that I have been connected to, when they needed new leadership, they needed fresh leadership, they needed new musicians, 
And I don't know what will happen with that, you know, with Walter and, and Megan and whatever. But if the congregation prays, God will always raise up the necessary leadership. Don't you doubt that. I'm not nervous at all. And you should not be either. But you should be praying. Okay, so you need to go praying. Lord, help the pastor thing work through. Help the music thing work through. Lord, whatever. Lord, you know our needs. Lord, provide our needs. You know, and that's the give us this day our daily bread prayer. God providing our needs. You can pray for it. And we'll... I'll tell you what, he'll probably do it in a way you never thought of. We'll see. Maybe, it, maybe it'll turn out exactly the way we think. We don't know. But I have seen it so many times. People go, oh, I never thought of that. That's this God. How, how big is your God? All right. Um, anything else I need to say? My, the end of my message is a picture. <laughs> I go, Gemeinschaft. You know, that's being a community of brothers in the Lord Jesus Christ. What does it look like? What would be a good picture of Gemeinschaft? And here's what I come up with. Now, there's a bunch of ladies up there. They're standing around. Can you tell that they're not Amish? They're not Mennonites. And look at the men down there. They're not Amish. And they're not Mennonites. They're not Hutterites. They're not River Brethren. They're not, you know, whatever else, you know. What are they? These are Church of the Brethren people, the beginning of the last century, early 1900s. I, I have not tracked down the date for this picture yet. But you've got to see, these are just two little pieces of the whole picture. Here is the whole picture. Isn't that a neat picture? That's, that's Gemeinschaft. We belong to each other. And, and uh, in this case, well, we're building a barn together. The, 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 the ladies in the picture are right here, and the men in the picture are right here. Wow. Church, the Church of the Brethren people. That's the best picture of, of, of a visual picture I can give you of Gemeinschaft that I can come up with. I hope you enjoy that one. All right. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the patience of this people. Brothers, they are my brothers. Sisters, they are my sisters. Together we are Kanawago Gaminda. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done in us and through us toward one another. May we 
May we not feel isolated. Even as I wrestle with things I wrestle with, Pastor Ryan wrestles with the things he wrestles with, Lord, whatever else. Lord, we, we hear it in our prayer list week by week, people, their challenges that they face. Lord, may none of us feel like we're way out there all by ourselves and nobody knows and nobody's praying. Thank you, Lord, the fact that we can pray for one another. And that, too, is a wonderful picture of Gemeinschaft. Thank you, Lord, for uh, helping me work through this message and for the sense of the community of brothers that you make us in Jesus' name. Amen.